Hey, America, start Start listening now. All right, everyone. In honor of San Remo, we are going to have a five-hour episode this week uh, filled with just absolutely everything you can imagine. It's going to be incredible. Are you ready? Yeah, I'll be improvising all the Volkswagen commercials. And And I'm going to be drinking Nutella straight from the jar. (laughs) I'll be sharing a recipe for carbonara. Mm. Flowers for everybody. Here's a 40-minute interpretive dance by the 12 Points from America dancers. Take it, Derek! And welcome to another exhausting episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, uh, the country that, uh, oh, oh no, uh, Olympics. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. I'm Danny. Didn't come up with one of those. That's all right. Olympics. Listen, I can't wait. They, they started. They did. They happened. They're still happening. They're already, they're already constructing uh, the next ones in uh, in Italy as we speak. Yeah. Milano. Italy's got a lot going for it right now. They really do. I can't yeah. think of anything off the top of my head personally, but then again, I'm sleep deprived after watching basically all of San Remo this past week. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're going to be hosting that thing based on the American Song Contest. Uh, what is it called? Eurovision? Euro. Uh, the Europe. The Europe Song Contest. The Europe Song Contest. Ah. Yes. Everyone's favorite. It's the thing that Will Ferrell did, right? I think so. Speaking of uh, Will Ferrell, Sam, socials. <laughs> Sure, fine, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's been, all I got today. Uh, yeah, we're we're all running on fumes, y'all. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week. Anyway, hit us up on social media. Let us know how you're doing. Are are you recovered? Okay, from from San Remo or whatever other national finals or semifinals or heats or gauntlets from this week. Let us know what's going on in your heads. Yeah, hit us up on social media at One Two Points USA on either Facebook or Twitter, or email us directly at Twelve Points from America at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube. We've got some content up on there. Uh, if you want to buy some merch, check out our Redbubble. Got some stuff there as well. Yeah, we got we got more merch. We need to get the 12 Points from America corporate jet that we've discussed. So please get that merch uh, as soon as you can. Uh, jets are are expensive. And not yeah. if you get them from a police auction. Ooh. We're going to get like a cheap, do that. cheap like crocheted jet from Etsy. <laughs> The 3D printed crap on Etsy now. Yeah, it's yeah, inlaid right. with wood. Uh-huh. I was about to say, like, the best that we can afford is probably like a single branded pack of 12 Points from America peanuts. Oh, Ooh. that'd be nice. I'd be fine with that too. Yeah. I could do that. Or like yeah. one of those short Coca Colas. Oh, yeah, little cute ones. The little, little short boys. Yeah. Oh, don't want no Aww. short, short boy. People talk all the time about how like McDonald's Sprite just sort of hits different. But let me tell you, Airplane ginger ale. Yes. <laughs> Mostly there's science behind it too. Like airplane and tomato juice too. Like the way that. Yes. Yeah. It. I hate tomato juice, but I can deal with it in an airplane. But like supposedly like that altitude does something to your taste buds, which is why like airplane food is also such a punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Air, yeah. What's the deal with airline ginger ale? Yeah, But supposedly Great. it just, it literally hits different. Gorgeous. Science. Okay. Hope you guys enjoy that on your way over there. Yeah. Uh, so Sorry. we're going to start with a with a burning question uh, from oh, a yeah. uh, listener of the show, uh, Derek. Oh, it's from Derek. <laughs> hey, Derek. Hi. How's everyone doing? That's the question. Oh. <laughs> Frequent host, sometimes listener. Sometimes. <laughs> Long so time Derek. host, first time listener. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek, what is this burning question that you have for us? Well, first of all, you didn't warn me you were taking this question. I just noticed oh. it now. Oh. Which is fine. Okay. <laughs> but here it goes. 
burning question. What's a stupid thing you incorrectly believed for a long time? Other than the fact that the phrase is not actually for all intensive purposes. Intensive purpose. I thought it was uh, for, for many years. I thought for all intensive purposes. No, it's for all intents and purposes, but I'm just. Sam shocked. has been taken to the intensive purpose ward. For that sick bird. <laughs> yes, I have been. Burdened with intensive purpose. Mm. <laughs> uh, mine is, uh, I did not know that the word awry was spelled like that. So when I read it in books, I thought it was a completely different word that was pronounced awry. I had that same thing with facetious that I always read as facetious. Ah, facetious, yes. Eric, what about you? Uh, I thought narwhals were like a made-up mythical creature till I was like 30. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I... I, Eric. As as soon as I saw this question, that was the first thing that popped into my head. (laughs) Oh, it's the narwhal thing. Was like... I, I was so excited to learn that narwhals are real. But that that like, Weeble stuff flash animation has taught you nothing. No, like I, I, well, that, I to, thought, to be fair, I, there I is never a was... lyric in that song that's like narwhals, narwhals. They are very real, and Eric, right. you are incorrect. No, I just thought that like okay, you know how you know how everybody knows what a unicorn is, except that a unicorn yeah, no isn't one has real. To take I thought pains it was to say, oh yes, a unicorn isn't real. Right. That I thought it was the same thing. This is just like a a, a, a unicorn that got tossed in the ocean. <laughs> Who knows? And, and ma- but Kerplunk. made it work. <laughs> <laughs> made it work. Yeah. The tip, the Tim oh, Gun of the oceans, just mm-hmm. yeah. I'll set another one, but it's not quite appropriate for the radio. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we ever do a a twelve points from America after dark episode, I'll talk about the other thing that I stupidly incorrectly believed for a very long time. Well, sometimes oh. this show gets uh, if not after dark, then we'll say like you know after the evening news. <laughs> this is this is way after watershed. We're at like six thirty. You know, Wheel of Fortune is on. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We got songs. Oh, we've we've had a busy, yeah. busy week, y'all. Four yeah. more songs. Brings us up to nine. I, I think. think it's I think it's officially nine songs, even though we've got titles for one or two others that we haven't mm-hmm. actually heard yet. So yeah. So we have Albania, Bulgaria, Moldova. Uh we have Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spain. Spain. And now we've just added North Macedonia. Ireland and Israel, and mm-hmm. then we have Italy. the title for and Italy and Italy, of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. This is what happens when I don't scroll far enough. Oh, <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, you got eight fingers up. Yeah. So <laughs> Italy's going to be a bear to to cover. So let's hold that for the end of of our introductions to our new songs. Totally reasonable. Totally. Let's, totally let's start reasonable. at the top alph- alphabetically, which. Uh, <laughs> Ironic. Is that going to be Ireland? Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> All right. So we did have the Irish National Final this past week, which is basically just a very special episode of The Late Late Show with Ryan Turberty on RTE. <laughs> where Ryan talks about serious issues like that time that the co-host got high on. So I don't know. I, I haven't watched very special episodes of things in a very long time. Anyway, we have a song. It's That's Rich by Brooke. Yep. Yep. That's so Ireland rich. has Ireland has sort of treated us to a, a a wide variety of acts just over the past five years. Like we've gone from sort of very heartfelt singer songwriter to kind of out of like throwback retro kind of pop song to what Leslie Roy was was hitting us with for the past two years. Um, and then we have Brooke. Now this song is very. Um, it's got what I would not call attitude, but what I would call apostrophe tude. <laughs> <laughs> um uh it's got it's got tood um 
What are some uh, other things with Tude, Danny? For, uh, for reference. Like, um, uh, things with Tude would probably include like a 13 year old on a skateboard eating Dunkaroos. Like that, I, that I also has a lot of Tude. Wow, I was going to say like a pack of Gushers. Yeah, a pack of Fruit Gushers. Yeah, that's got Tude. Um, so, not to like discount this song, and I'll, I'll save a lot of more in-depth analysis for when we do our, our long review show spates. Um, but this song uh, I think is very palatable. Um, but I, I think it's very radio ready. That's what I'd say about this song. That is rich. Yeah, I had a feeling when the when the songs did come out for the Irish National Final that this was going to grab a lot of attention. It seemed, like you said, mm-hmm. very radio friendly, um, a pretty solid package for the international show. And you can tell that by the fact that it won the votes of both the Televote from Ireland as well as the international jury. Oh, it did get international jury too, this one? It, wow. It did. It, did. it mm-hmm. came second to last from the studio jury. Oh. But but uh, the international and the and the televote came through for Brooke. It ended up being a fairly close race uh, at the end, and there were some there were some other decent songs in this. I want to shout out. I, I hope I get this right. One night, one kiss, one promise. Yeah, Patrick O'Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, and, and by, just by the $5. way, five uh, dollars. <laughs> by the way, c- can you imagine Ireland? The, like the jokes that we would have. Ireland sending a song by Patrick. O'Sullivan. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, imagine them sing- sending a song called One Kiss, One Night, One Point. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh man. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty well done. You, I, know, you know who yeah. co-wrote One Night, One Kiss, One Promise, though? Oh, don't say Jedward. No, no. Nikki Byrne. Oh. He of Sunlight, yes. Yeah. He of noted best by background song, Sunlight. Anyway, <laughs> I... I I, I enjoy this song. I think palatable is a, a good word for it. Um, and I think it's it's got a decent shot of of actually producing a result for, for Ireland. And part of that is what we discussed before. They, they are in a semifinal where they're going to get votes from the UK and from Malta and from Australia, uh, which which I think will will help them a lot. Also, uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let you uh, viewers at home check this out. Uh, take a look at what else is in that semi so far. Rock. It's uh, it's not it's not looking like an especially strong semi so far. Oh, and to be no. and, and, and to be we fair, we Vatican City, yeah, Andorra, yeah, Vatican, Andorra, uh, Atlantis, Atlantis, uh, United <laughs> States, just all these crappy places. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I think it could be actually decently well positioned. I, I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's like a Eurovision winner necessarily, but I could see it as a as squeaking through as Let's a see as Ireland a advance to the big show. I'd like that for them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it, it gives me sort of a similar feel, just sort of the, the whole process overall that I did with Spain when we talked about them, that it just seems like this feels like a step in a better direction for mm-hmm. them. Did they just knock it out of the park immediately? No. But this is the, the, I think this is a sign that they're that they're taking it at least a little bit more more seriously. And granted, I mean, like, I, I still loved Lizzie Roy's entries. Like, I, I still think oh, yes. that yeah. she was, she was oh, robbed. Yeah. I still am, am heartbroken mm-hmm. by the, the eventual result that she got. But I'm opening sure. things up to a national final process, just democratizing the situation a little bit. I think it also helps 
create a bit more of a sense of national pride in the entry. Like, yeah, this is the song that we selected, especially the fact that she did win the televote. Um, yeah, I think I think returning to this national final setup is is certainly a good thing, especially if I think generally speaking, all the songs this year were decently solid. And I think if songwriters across Ireland see that and say, you know what, maybe there is a place for me here that mm. next year it's just, you know, a continuing trajectory, I hope. Oh, Derek's yes. gonna Derek's gonna dump all over it. It's fine. Oh, see, that's about what I expected from Derek. All right, uh, <laughs> the next one that we have is is from Israel. Uh, I know we're not gonna get much more out of Derek until the review shows. It's gonna be great. Uh, oh, the, the next one is uh, from Israel. It's from my favorite trio of uh, friends from an '80s buddy comedy: Michael, Ben, and David. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the song is three I first am. namer. Yeah, the song is I am. Uh, 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 I assume based on his favorite AOL interface. Um, the song is, uh, I would call, uh, the love child of Shumacass and Katy Perry's Swish Swish. A little bit of golden wow. boy sprinkled in there. A little golden boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it's... Uh, Israel, I'm glad you're having fun. I, I don't have a ton to say about this one. It's I've kind of already forgotten it, and uh, that's not what you want in a in a in a show like this. I think the it was the least interesting of the three songs that were in the running, and uh, uh, it also has uh, some apostrophe tude. Yes, it does have a small amount of tude. Listeners at home, let us know what you think of when you think of tude. I want to know <laughs> what 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 has the most tude in your world. It's the past tense of two. It, it's <laughs> I tood, you tood, he, she, or they tood. And if something, and you could make it an adjective by saying it's it's kind of twosome. Ah, <laughs> like would be basketball players. I mm, like yeah, it. they're a bit twosome. Uh huh. If we love your bear. Uh, uh, not a lot to hit on in Israel. What semifinal are they? Uh, or what draw are they in? Uh, Israel will be performing in the first half of semifinal two. Uh huh. So we don't have a ton of information. It's the first song that we have populating that half. We know Circus Mercus is in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But that's all we really know about the first half of Semi 2. The, I mean, I, just going back to the song itself, it's interesting because I am one of the songwriters for this one is a guy by the name of Gena uh, Haroni, who actually has one of my favorite Israeli national final songs of all time. It's a song called Or from the, I want to say 2011. Or? National, or. It means light. Uh but it was this really good, solid pop song, bilingual. But he, I feel like the camp level for for this one is just like he's taken it and just kind of turned it all the way up. Yeah. You know, or was, you know, granted, this is 11 years ago and song styles certainly change. But I'm like, wow, this is this is the same Gen Aharoni. Like, OK, good for you. I mean, I'm happy to see him finally get a song to Eurovision. Um, but I think I was kind of pulling for Marionette by Inbal Bibi personally. But sure. I, I saw a tweet I, I, I did not watch this show. I was watching four shows at once at one point yesterday. <laughs> and in how many in how many languages did you understand of any of those? Uh zero. That's impressive. Uh, mm -hmm. I understood Alora, but that was about it. And and yeah, I, I didn't see this show, but I I saw a tweet saying uh Netta, who was on the like the jury for the Israeli X Factor, basically saying, um, uh, what was the gal's name again? Uh, the other singer, Inbal? Yeah. Inbal Bibi? Basically, it was just like, you're perfect for Eurovision. And then everyone else on the panel was just like, Netta, you're wrong. Because what would she know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then look what happened. Like, I... Ugh. Oh, boy. I mean... Me out. 
in defense of the others, though, Netta was kind of plucked out of obscurity and given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And look how well she did, though. And she's had a yeah. career since then. It yeah. is weird how Toy has aged, I feel, c- compared to a lot of other a lot of other Eurovision winners. Like, uh, just like, l- look at, at how it does in like the ESC 250 and, and other rankings of like, who are the best winners of the last 10 years. I think the Eurovision World Poll, it beat out Running Scared and nothing else. <laughs> In, well, in terms of like a full ranking of the of the last 10 winners or something like that. It's odd. Toy, for some reason, has not aged well with the fandom. It is. It anyway. is a very divisive song. I, I totally understand that. It I is. I have a soft squishy spot in my heart for it. But we kind of touched on this last week, too. I mean, sometimes it's just the right song at the right time and then it wins. And mm-hmm. maybe it just burns out right after that. Yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. But again, oftentimes, you know, we look at the song, but there's also the entire context of a career beyond it. We kind of touched on this again last week or the week before as well, how some people see it as a stepping stone and some people see it as the end all be all. And Netta, especially for her domestic career in Israel, has just absolutely flourished. So, you know, she's certainly not, there's no failure being tossed around Mm. by this. She has tour dates in the U.S. coming up too. Yeah, girl. Uh, I forget far from us, where but... all of the yeah yeah it's I mostly the coasts I want to yeah. say which is well it's how it goes yeah, um, I open open letter to to Eurovision acts touring the United States we appreciate the fact that you're here at all um, remember that there's more going on than just on the coasts love people in the middle I thought I thought for I'm not going to drive down to Chicago for literally every concert it's uh, tempting it's tempting yeah, for, yeah. for Dadi will do it for Dadi some of us are there. doing it. Yeah, um, I'd say for a split second, for just a second, I thought you were going to be like artists who touring, who are touring in the U.S. We really appreciate you're here, but get out of my country. No. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, between between Israel and Italy, alphabetically, uh, is North Macedonia, and they also had a national final, uh, and uh, this one. There was a little bit of controversy. Ooh, Everybody loves controversy. Well, it, en- it it ended in a tie, and it seemed mm-hmm. a bit unclear if they were fully prepared for what to do in case of a tie. Uh, I, some people were saying that they just sort of picked one, and I, I can't imagine that's true. I, there had to have been a producer telling them, oh, okay, so then this one's the winner, I would think, or, or, or something like that. But Right. I mean, numerically, yeah. you have to keep that in the back of your mind, that when you only have a jury set of points and a televote set of points and everything gets simplified to 12, 10, 8, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. a tie can happen. I'm sure that the powers that be in Macedonia thought of this yeah. yeah they they went somewhat against the grain in terms of how this is normally done they picked the jury vote winner instead of the televote winner uh uh-huh. superman the uh the televote winner absolutely annihilated the televote uh but it was not uh we'll get i, I want to talk about superman in a second but but we'll, sure. but first we'll must say we? uh yes we must and mm-hmm. and uh uh the winner was circles by is andrea andrea oh andrea yeah, Andrea. Uh, it was. It, I like this song. I. I it, it's. Uh, yeah, me too. It's, it's not you know the most like ultra polished sort of sort of thing, but I like that about it. I, I think it's authentic. When it began, I was sort of expecting a very belty kind of Eurovision emotional ballad, and it doesn't quite reach those heights. And I think it has a little bit more appeal that way. Yeah, it's it's driving and certainly very emotional and passionate, but it's mm-hmm. still very modern and fresh. It doesn't feel like a big torch yes. ballad. 
it's oh, no. it's it's modern and it's also very relatable. I think the the lyrics are very clear. Um, I'm I'm down with this. I'm totally down with this. Eric, I feel like you have things to say about Superman. Yes, I do, Sam. I I think I I think this is dramatic reading fodder. Uh, so I want to talk about it in that sense, but uh, uh, this is not an endorsement of the song Superman. I will say every time I saw that that dude just goofy dancing for the entire two three minutes that he does it, it can't help but make me smile because it's just so dumb. Uh, this is one where I would have been excited that it won and not because the song was good. Uh, <laughs> you would have seen it. I'd be glad to see it at the semi. Yeah, yeah. I would. It would have been a fun one to see. You know, crash and burn or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, here's here's some things he can he talks about because he's a Superman. Uh, I can joke. I can smoke. I can tick. I can talk. I can ping, ping, ping. I can pong, pong, pong. I can move like this. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh God, there's, there's more. For real? I just, yeah. Uh, oh, good. I can fight with your father. I can be with your mother. I can play with you, baby. I can play because I'm crazy. Uh, I, I think my favorite though is I can ring, drink, think. I can do anything because uh-huh. those are the things people do: is drink and think and ring. Uh, this, uh, it's. This is was such an obnoxious song, and and I I am amazed it got that close. I really am. I'm I'm glad that it got exactly that close though, and not any closer. You know. Well, we have something to look forward to when the OGAE Second Chance contest comes around, uh, or uh, probably, yeah. our, our friends over the Second Cherry podcast will probably have a field day yeah. with this one as well. Yeah, I think this is probably going to end up in that contest, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. I yeah. But I will say, I mean, the thing is, whenever I think about Superman from North Macedonia, my brain actually transposes it with a, a song from Moldova back in, I think it's like 2012. It was submitted to the national final, but didn't make it through. It was um, actually Sunstroke Project and Oli Atira, oh. you know, but they came up with a song called Superman that I, I've had stuck in my head for the last week or so on the back of the North Macedonian Superman. So if you have a moment, do yourself a favor, go onto YouTube and just look at the very fun and low budget video for Oliatira and Sunstroke Project Superman. What's your what's your favorite song titled in all or in part Superman? That may be one of them. Yeah. Because it's just so fun and ridiculous and Moldovan. Yeah, Eurovision or not, what's the best song called Superman? Is it is it the Goldfinger one? No. What is it? Five for fighting. It's this one. It's this one, Danny. <laughs> Lyrics: I can ping, ping, ping. I can pong, pong, pong. That that speaks to you. Yeah, on a very blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I can just see it being resung by like a chanteuse in a cabaret. It'll be good. Mm. Okay, right. uh, we got a hit to Italy now. <sighs> Let's do it. Uh, wonderful. Ah, uh, Sanremo. Adoro Sanremo. It's so good. It, it has taken me a couple of years to like get acclimated to the concept of Sanremo, but. But I, I do I remember two or three years ago, uh, you sitting through San Remo. It was as if you were being forced to sit through like uh, Andy Warhol's Empire, you know, <laughs> some Levatico <laughs> going on here. Just yeah, it's just yeah, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, mm-hmm. nothing's happening. No, I, I, it, it took a while. And and if if you're in my position, if you watch some of San Remo this year, and we're just like, oh my god, this is so long, I can't, I can't with this. Uh, Stick with it a little bit, and 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 it's entirely possible that that it's just not for you. But it 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 took me a few years to really kind of get all of the charms and things like that about it. So so yeah, San Remo, it was great. It was 
It was great. It really was. And and you have to approach San Remo as its own thing. Like like David S. Pumpkins. It is it is very much <laughs> and and the music is just part of it. Part it's, of it, it. It's you can't paint Eurovision and San Remo with the same brush. Obviously, they're both very uh -oh. closely related, you know, some great music in both. But San Remo is the great grandpappy of Eurovision. And in the way that your grandparents would sometimes tell a rambling story that you know is going to get somewhere at the end, but it's just like sometimes they're just like, Grandpa, get to the point. <laughs> but yeah, but there's but there's a richness and a history in that story, even if you think it's absolutely going nowhere. But it's it's so good. <laughs> And musically, it was so solid this year. I, I mean, there were. I mean, looking back on it now, Brividi was inevitable. It, it was pretty much inevitable. However, yeah. however, I feel like there are a, at least ten songs from this list that I will continue to listen to. I will have Kimika by Dito Nella Pianga oh, and Rettore oh, oh, oh. stuck in my head for the rest of for the rest of time. Um, I, I, you know, looking outside of the top three, La Rappresentante di Lista, Ciao Ciao. If you're looking for a badass Italian version of Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes to learn your Italian vocabulary for body parts. You know we are. I know. I know. <laughs> but also like wrapped up in a song about the end of the world. Ciao Ciao. Amazing. Um, another thing that I love about the show is the fact that it's a song contest that welcomes Italian musicians from all spectrums. Mm -hmm. So you have, they had three newcomers that were qualified for this year. But they also had a number of singers who have been on the Italian music scene since the 60s. You know, we had yeah, Eva Zanichi oh. is 82 years old, and she was absolutely brilliant. Whoa. And Massimo Ranieri uh, is in his late 70s. You know, he's 70, represented Italy back in the 70s, and was great. And then you come to Gianni Morandi. Damn near won the thing. No. I was kind of rooting for him at the end. Like, I, I Brividi was was gonna win like we kind of all knew that but but there was part of me that was like how great would this be as the host as the host act oh like how, how much fun would this be for for you know the the home crowd in turn going absolutely bonkers for this old 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 man singing his his absolutely joyous little tune that he had like like it would that would have been really I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, it had this sort of like 60s Vegas lounge singer vibe. Oh, only God, I'd kill for that shit. Not as <laughs> Come on. Think like less Richard Cheese and more yeah, like yeah. Dean Martin. Just like, like I was going to say, mm -hmm. like an actual sort of Dean Martin kind of. Uh, yeah, like, like a like a Tom The sort Jones. of guy who would walk across the entire stage with just a brown liquid tinkling in a cup. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you going to do? You're going to take it from him? He'll fight you for that. Oh, he will. It's apple cider. Yes, sir. It's apple cider. But there's also brandy in here. Yes, it's mostly brandy. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was great. So, what what, what what else do we need to touch on here? Uh, there's the well, song related that won. to Italy. Uh, th th there is the song that won, but we also have the hosts. Oh, ah, yes, of course. So the hosts. Yeah, so, I should so say probably so just host is the one person that we are most excited about. But I'm gonna call you out on that, Danny, because there are okay. two. Okay, who else do you okay? Over. Eric, I need to give you credit. The dumb rumor of the week. Yep. And I know no longer yep. a dumb rumor. That's right. We did it. Which other ones can we have come true? <laughs> well, uh, can can give that wolf a banana be by Moreland and Scarlet? Uh can <laughs> can we have Abba show up at, at Melfest? Uh, what else? Like as competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what oh, else? God. What else do we say? I don't know. I don't anyway, know. so we have uh, uh, her name is uh, uh, Alessandra Cassetta. Is that right? Catalan. Alessandra Catalan. Catalan, yes. And then we have another guy. 
another guy that I don't care about. And then we got Mika. Mika okay. is confirmed. Mika is there. It's Mika. Okay, and second, Danny, how dare you, dare you, dare you give short shrift to Laura freaking Pausini. Okay, what what do we got going on there? Uh, she is a goddess of the Italian music scene. She has been, mm-hmm. uh, she was the winner of the newcomer section of San Remo in 1993 and has been nonstop ever since. She has performed yeah, in Carlos. She Ford. recorded Grace Kelly. I'm sure. I'm sure she could handle it. <laughs> uh, she has a Golden Globe. She has an Oscar nomination. Oh, for like, real? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the woman is kind of a legend. Um, she has won Latin Grammy. She's won, you know, regular American Grammys. She's toured all over the world. I first heard about her music back in probably about 2001. I knew her first as a Spanish language singer before knowing that she was an Italian language singer. She's she's brilliant. And she's got this stunning voice. And to know that the singer that I've fangirled over for the past 20 years is going to be hosting Eurovision. I'm just like, ah! ah. What would you say you're like again, Sam? Ah! Okay. She was like that. Now, I haven't exactly fanboyed over Mika, but Mika was uh, an artist that I listened to a lot in high school and college. Less so these days, but the love is still there. Not only that, but also Mika has a lot more of a presence in Italy than I knew upon first blush. Like for the past couple of years, he's hosted a show that's basically just called Come Over to Mika's House Tonight. Like it's it's just a weird little variety slash talk show that he does for Italy. And he's also like the and on the Italian X Factor, like their international judge. Um, Ooh, this guy can speak every language that he needs to. Like I'm pretty sure he's fluent in not just like Italian and English, but also French. Yeah, and if this was... man, if this man was fluent in like Mongolian, like I would not be surprised. Yeah, he he was born in in Lebanon, uh, mm-hmm. so I think he speaks a little bit of Arabic as well. Grew up in the UK, speaks French, Spanish, and Italian. Uh, it, 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 truly, like man of the world. Yeah. Man, it, also, we owe him a debt of gratitude. This is the man who I believe was the coach for John's Tears on The Voice of France. <laughs> Oh, for real? Okay. He was, yes. I can understand now why John was able to hit those high notes. I mean... Signed signed the same demonic pact that Mika did when he was in his teens. He's in a pod. Yeah, gotta. Uh, Anyway, uh, incredibly excited. He's a fantastic performer, and he clearly has the uh, TV presenter chops for this. Uh, Hope he doesn't overshadow the other two, uh, but I have a feeling that uh, for the international viewers, uh, he's going to be an exciting face to see uh, on the stage. Speaking of... We also got confirmation uh, from like the official Eurovision accounts. I feel like I'd already seen this, but they they were talking about it today. Uh, they confirmed that Moniskin is playing at Eurovision yeah. in, sure. in Turin, yeah. which which yeah. I mean, I, of course they are, but but also you have to wonder a little bit. And 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 this brings me to I think my favorite part of San Remo this year, which was night one mm. when Moniskin showed up and and got to do their encore of ZTA Boni. First time they've played it there in front of an audience mm-hmm. since since when they won this before there there wasn't anyone there. Uh, performed it with the full orchestra with some additional uh, instrumentation and things like that. Sounded absolutely phenomenal. It was nice. it, it, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when uh, when Damiano goes, you know, Buonasera uh, in, in the first verse and like the bass kicks in and all that. And then like the bass and the cellos and the orchestra start doing their thing. It's I, I have you can't see this on the podcast, but I have goosebumps just thinking about it. And and just their very presence, I thought, was was such 
such an important thing and, and such a great thing because I think obviously San Remo is is where this kind of began for them and it's a big deal in their home country and all that but in the back of my head I just thought like they have gotten so big so fast they're one of the biggest rock bands in the world would anyone have blamed them if they were like oh no we're doing a show in in tokyo or we're something. too busy yeah 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 it, it, like i think everyone would have understood if they just couldn't make it or 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 they didn't make it but i think it's so great that they did and it makes me so happy that they did and it makes me so happy to see how important it was for them to be there and you saw that even more on their uh Coraline, the second song oh they performed God, yeah uh they i i mean they were in uh, tears they were in they tears were in, they were in tears it was such an emotional thing for them it's really really a beautiful moment yeah like i and, saw and, like i saw the the twitter fandom just absolutely like implode when they did and honestly i'm sure that i'm sure that monoskin also really appreciated the fact that they weren't being told this or being requested to sing begging again for the 50,000th oh time oh my god yeah <laughs> they didn't have to speak a word of english which which yeah. must have been nice uh and i i think I also just have a sense of relief that they were there, that that I know that there was there's been some talk about, uh, you know, Eurovision fans that that they've just sort of moved on from from this sphere and this bubble that they that they've had so much success outside of it that they don't either they don't need it or they're just done with it or or whatever. But the fact that they're still uh, a, a part of this, despite everything that has happened for them is is great. And I think it's great for the contest. I, there there are millions of Monoskin fans out there who probably don't really know anything about Eurovision, let alone San Remo, who are going to see some of these things and and hopefully see other things that they enjoy and, and take in as well. It's like what I was saying before. For many people, Eurovision's the end all be all. And for others, it's a step in a long and beautiful career. And with Monoskin, it's very much the second, but it's good to see them returning to their roots or their Eurovision roots and their San Remo roots to acknowledge those previous steps that they've made. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go backwards. It's hard to go forwards without looking backwards every once in a while. So I guess we should talk about, uh, about brevity. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, Derek, you had, uh, you had some immediate thoughts on this, I think. This is the song to beat this year, I think. And, uh, and I think if we don't see anything else come out in the next four or five weeks that really knocks it out, this is probably going to win. I'm fairly confident in that. That's a shame because I don't like it. <laughs> oh, really? I think this sounds like a kind of boring kind of <sighs> pop song, ultra modern ballad that features a guest first by Justin Bieber that I don't care about in the slightest. What a shame because I love Mahmood. <laughs> um, but I listening to this whole song was a chore for me. Wow. This is not to my tastes at all. I, I think it's uh, Sam, go ahead. No, I was going to ask Danny if you had listened to any of the other songs from, from San Remo, if there's anything else that no, jumped out I, No, I, I didn't. San Remo, uh, I was busy all day yesterday. Um, uh, and I, I haven't done my homework on that bad boy, but my God, now it's almost, now it's almost like a crusade. I want to go on to find something that deserved to win more. Well, um, I mean, all of these songs have been released. Um, you can hear them mm-hmm. on, on your local, you know, streaming service. A lot of them have, you know, individual music videos uh, of their own that were released uh, around the show. So, you know, it, it's absolutely worth a dive. That if this isn't to your taste, mm-hmm. there will be something else in the other 24 songs that will Positive be. Positive there. Yeah, it's 24, you know. Yeah. I won't Danny, spend the I, entire eight hours watching it. But man. Danny, <laughs> I'm going to recommend you start with uh, our Tom Jones guy from earlier. That seems like a Can't wait. Seems uh, like one you'll, you'll... Good old Gianni Morandi. Yeah. Uh, I, I am 
in agreement with Derek, I think. I think this definitely has a shot. Obviously, we haven't heard... I mean, we only have nine songs. We have heard, you know, songs from a lot of countries that just haven't determined which one they're sending. So I think we've, we've heard close to half of the songs that will be going. We just don't know what a lot of them are yet. I I think this is stupendous. I think it's it's going to really resonate. Uh, it, it's one of those songs that you know, I mean, kind of like Zutia Boni. It's not in English, but it's but it's you can tell what's going on. And 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 yeah, I, I, we checked out. Have you seen the the, the English translation of like what this song is is about? I it's have. In, yeah, it's it's intense. It's yeah. uh, it's it's really serious and and emotional and and it. I think it, uh, unlike what Danny seems to think, I think it comes through very powerfully. And, and... No, 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 it does. I, I'm sure of it. But it, it sort of has the same effect. You guys all uh, ha had an extreme love for growing up as getting old last year. And that never hit anywhere close to the target for me. I, I was unaffected by that song, too. I have to wonder if this is going to be a repeat of that. That that song is going to do admirably well, might not win, but even at the contest, I don't know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna get the feels. And I, I can't from this. Oh. I mean, it just it does feel like a song that's very modern that a lot of mm -hmm. people would be into. Right. Amat Mood has the pedigree. We know Italy can stage it well. He do. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, everything is there for this to be a winner. I mean, mm -hmm. if this didn't come top three, I'd be shocked. Like if it just misses out on the win, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, if it's like lower than third, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. I, I mean, that. I mean, we could see some absolute showstoppers uh, come down the pipeline still, but no, I, I yeah, I think this is going to be towards the top and this has got to be the, the, the best chance we've seen for a repeat winner since what taken by a stranger. Sure. Or maybe or, um, um, when the music dies in Azerbaijan. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I obviously can't comment on on where I think this will place. I, you know, it's not I my place. I, I shouldn't. And also, <laughs> we also only have nine songs. So there's a lot more to come out. A True. lot, lot more to come up. But, but even I will though say I don't like it, I think it's going to go through. It's got to go through. I mean, it's well, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be top ten. Okay. Okay. I think it's I think it's gorgeous. I think it's a side of Mahmoud that we didn't see in, in, in 2019. I think that I, I appreciate when an artist comes back to Eurovision, especially so soon after the first shot and they come in with something that's not copy paste. I really appreciate the fact that we're seeing such a depth and, and breadth to his abilities and his talents as a, as a performer and as a songwriter. Uh, I really appreciate that. I also really, really am taken aback in a good way to see how much the Italian public took to this the fact that Mahmoud and and Bla I want to say Bianco because that's how you actually say white in in in, in Italian, but Blanco. Instead, he's Blanco. Oh, oh it yeah. is. It is Blanco. I thought, this, thought this dude's name was just White. It's, it's, it's <laughs> uh, but they won the televote in that final round with over fifty-four percent of the vote in a three-quarter contest. If you look back on the super final for his twenty nineteen win, the public vote for him was a distant third. He only got just under 21% of the public vote, but it was the jury vote that really pushed him through. It was an overwhelming uh, jury vote over like 63.7% or something like that. And it was, it pushed him over, over um, Ultimo and El Volo that year. And he got a lot of flack. He was a newcomer. Uh, he was singing in a much more modern style. He is, you know, uh, 
multi-ethnic, you know, Mahmoud, and, and, you know, singing a song partially in Arabic. And he got a lot of backlash. There was also, you know, questions about his sexuality that came up that he's never really addressed, but that's not any of our business. And he got a lot of blowback, including from politicians saying, oh, he doesn't really represent Italy. And yeah, now- Not, not Italian enough was- Right, the, exactly. Yeah. And that BS. And uh, now to see him come back and absolutely kick ass with the televote, as well as the press and, and demoscopic juries. Like that is, you love to see it. You love to see people waking up and say, you know what? This guy's brilliant on his own merits. And I think I've read that this, according to um, friend Eddie, who's a sort of a San Remo nut, basically, Eddie Anselmi, who also works with the Italian delegation, that this is the closest span between victories that we've seen since like the 70s. Somebody winning San Remo twice. So Mahmoud to do it in 2019 and 2022 is amazing. And also Blanco is the youngest winner of San Remo possibly ever. He is, uh, he's only 18 right now. He'll be turning 19. Oh. He'll be yeah, turning. There were, there were jokes about how like he hasn't finished his like high school final exams. Like a uh -huh. lot, like a lot, like, uh, like yeah. I remember when Franz went, they were like, oh, he has to fly back to London to take his tests or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so this is this is a big a big win. And who knows how this will do on the final night. But I think as a home a home entry, this is absolutely something that Rai can be proud of. Mm -hmm. So I, I kinda have a question about this, and I this is something that bothers me, and I know it doesn't bother a lot of other people, but someone coming back to the contest so soon after having performed before, do we think like the vast televote audience is going to look at this and think we just had him here i'm going to vote i'd like him but i'm good i already voted for him and vote for someone else or do they think oh this is his shot this is his um the departed and we're going to give it to him now <laughs> I, I i think that the fact that he's not there by himself will help Mm. Yeah. With with that, that it's not just him doing a, a different type of song. Uh, it's him and another guy doing a type a different type of song. And From what it. I've seen, the attitude is more that 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 Blanco is being brought on Mahmoud's coattails, not the other way around. Or that's the general opinion of 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 some people in Italy. I mean, fine. sure. I guess. The more the merrier. I think the fact that this is such a different song from Soldi. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, and granted, I love Kaino as much as the next person, but it's not like you had <laughs> Seared in the Sky, I followed two years later by Monument. And Monument. They were quite, yeah, it's obviously yeah. the same band. Yeah. yeah. But and I wonder, is, like, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, uh, just like with Lena, with, she came back the, the next year. Yeah. With another song that was completely different. Mm -hmm. And I think she did like 13th or something. Like, I think she came in 10th or 11th. 10th or 11th. Well, I mean, just like near top 10, but not quite. Um, yeah. And I just can't help but wonder. The exact same song staging all that with a different singer if that might have been received a little bit better or a little bit worse i'm not sure it's a really interesting experiment you know it's how how do you how do you quantify that how do you how do you measure that there's there's certainly a familiarity when it comes to that sort of thing mm. and people people do like what they know but... I, I mean for me personally i love my mood when he came second honestly i was a little disappointed when he didn't win in 2019 when he took the lead early on part of me was like i'm happy with this mm. And then, you know, Arcade took it as everyone anticipated. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you were kind of just here. You did exceptionally well. You have your career now. But the thing is, like, did he did he submit a song for San Remo to submit a song to San Remo? Or did he submit a song to San Remo to do Eurovision again? It's I, I mean, the thing is, for a for an Italian singer, you do San Remo to do San Remo. 
and Eurovision is just, oh, this extra bonus. But for so many of these artists, it is a way to get your new song out to a massive domestic audience. Like looking at the local broadcast ratings, the share for even the second time slot of this. So from midnight to 1.30 in the morning, local Italian time, that was a 72.1% share of an audience of over 13 million people watching this. And this is after midnight. That is freaking ridiculous. Yeah, but Italians eat dinner at like 11.15. So. <laughs> They're up then anyway. They had their noon <laughs> So they're fine. <laughs> Actually, I, I misspoke. The the thirteen point three million or whatever it was was the overall audience. The slot, the time slot was 10, 10 million again for that that late slot. But from nine p.m. to midnight, it was over fifteen million. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think like as an, if I was an artist or a musician, and I and you know going into San Remo, I would think I'd love to t turn this into Eurovision because it goes from being this broad Italian audience to this broad European audience. It's mm -hmm. just, I mean, in terms of like pure numbers, it's just like this is this is how you succeed is to get your your product out there. I'll I'll note that Brivity has uh, gotten as high as number five on the Spotify global charts this past week. Uh, it's been ahead of like Adele and Ed Sheeran. Wow! Uh, in, in terms of in terms of streams, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, people are into this. Yeah, even in Italian, I can see this playing on American radio and people liking it. Like it fits right in. I really wish that the American general radio stations would just play more music that wasn't in English. <laughs> it drives me nuts. But that's the problem with American radio and American communication. Yeah, you got to speak American. All right. So those are our four new songs. What else? Just generally speaking, are we just pumped AF for at this point that we need to talk about? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It, uh, there's I mean, so Norway selecting their awful act and finally getting it over with. So we've, think... we've, heard, we've seen all the Norwegian songs now live. Uh -huh. We have a mm -hmm. sense of what it's going to be. I mean, do we have any... Are we feeling any better about any of this? Are we still thinking like no. this? <laughs> no, yeah, it's really underwhelming this year. I mean, I mean, Wolf it, Banana. What is the name of the, the group? Subwoofer. Wolf Subwoofer. Subwoofer, thank you. Uh, it, it seems like they have come to save us and there's no way that it's not going to be them, which is precisely why I think it's not going to be them because everything I have thought and expected about, about Norway to this point has gone in the opposite direction. Every single thing. So yeah. it's going to finish last somehow. And, uh, and yeah, I, you, Norway, you were someone be. I loved. Yikes. Now you're someone I hate. You stole the hammer of Thor. Yes. Yeah. Um. It should be noted there is a second chance round uh, that's coming up this week. Um, actually, by the time by the time the show airs, it'll be basically tomorrow. Uh, so we'll have a last chance round where the twelve remaining acts that have already gotten knocked out uh, will get drawn uh, into four. Uh, there'll be then the top one of those four will proceed from there. So we'll get one more. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, Norway. for it almost watched, like watching the live show, which I was super excited about, honestly, I really like the song, but watching them kind of interact and do and they had their voice modulator to disguise their voices and they had some guys speaking for them and all this stuff. And it feels like it was a pre-drawn conclusion that they were going to do it, that they were going to take it and win. Like they came into this like, yeah, this we, we already got this, which is kind of a bizarre thing. I'd be okay I mean, with it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of how it felt with Tix last year. Uh, sort of. Tix commented on the music video and I just wanted to respond. Hey, thanks a lot, number 21. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I I haven't been paying as close attention, just switching countries a little bit. I haven't been paying cl as close of attention as I normally do to what goes on in Estonia this year, just because I'm still kind of bitter that I feel like Estilau has not been as strong as it was, you know, like five or six years ago. No. But did anybody else catch the the moment uh, in the semifinal this past week with Alina Nechayeva? I did when you showed it to me. Yeah. No. What was this? Okay, so semifinals were this past week, and Alina uh -huh. Nechaeva, who we know as you know La Voce, you know, this incredible operatic. I'm like, how do you how do you top yourself when you're singing a similar song and you had an incredible visual performance? You remember the large projection dress that she had, the incredible. Yes. Yeah. So as she was doing her performance of Remedy, she is basically being suspended from the ceiling. And as she reaches a high note, those cables that are holding her up at one point, I think it may have happened about a second or so too early, but they release and she drops to the ground. And I think she did it a little bit too early. And you know how in Die Hard, they got Alan Rickman to look a little bit more petrified by telling him they were going to drop him on the count of three oh, and yeah. on two. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it was like that. She was fine. She was able to get up and continue singing. But if you watch again, like, I feel like they dropped her a second or so too early and she wasn't expecting it. Wow. So if you could find the clip, Alina, we're glad that you didn't get injured with this because that could have gone horrendously wrong. Yeah, it, it looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think one way they could have made it better was to have, you know, like a pro wrestler underneath and have her just do like an elbow drop. Just like, uh, get him and then keep singing. 12 points for... <laughs> That stupid idea. Oh, God. That yeah. ended very badly. Um, interesting thing I did notice about Estilal is that there were a number of previous Eurovision Estonian representatives in the running, and all of them have made it to the final except for one. So Evelyn Samuel, who represented them in 99. Take that, yeah. Evelyn. But Anna Celine, uh, who was who sang for Estonia in 2002, is back. Elina Nechaeva, who we just talked about. Oit Lepland from 2012. And of course, Stig Rasta in 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it seems like half of the pack are very familiar names to the Eurovision fans among us. What's what's the most returning acts in one year that we've ever had, do you think? Other than last year? I think it was oh, the last well. year. <laughs> like half the field. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, not, not yeah, counting but that doesn't COVID count. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I'll, have that... to, I'll have to stat Motron that. Yeah. Because it, it does, it really feels like there are a lot of people getting for a return right now. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe more than more than usual. I want to talk for a second about Slovenia, one of my okay. favorite little countries that could. Uh, there's a song that made the final that is a lot, a lot like Sebi. <laughs> if, uh, oh, okay. If, if you enjoyed... If you enjoyed that one, mm. I thought Sebi was really from, uh, wasn't Sebi from Serbia? No, no, Slovenia. No. They were Slovenia. Slovenia. Okay. Yeah, Zalagasper. Uh, yeah, that one is 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 good. It was a really solid semifinal in Slovenia. I've been worried about Slovenia. I'm not so worried about Slovenia anymore. It was good. Mm -hmm. what was Do you think that because we're sort of waiting on a lot of these, uh, what we might unfairly call minor countries to sort of unveil their selections that we might have a big surprise coming out from one of these smaller contests uh, you never know i mean since it, everything else seems just a little bit underwhelming right now 
you never know. You genuinely have no idea. Um, I'm really hoping for a Cinderella story coming from somewhere kind of obscure. You know, like give me a. It's probably not going to happen with North Macedonia this year, but give me something wild like that. Give me something out of left field. Well, Iceland. They just announced now, their. We're, yeah, we're waiting on that. Uh, we, as of yesterday, as the time of recording, we have these singers and songwriters, and the the songs have all been released in both Icelandic and English versions. Mm-hmm. And there are two names that stand out to me. First are the uh, Reykjavik Rudotter, uh, the daughters of Reykjavik, who are a... It's just all of them. Uh, yeah, all of them. <laughs> it's it's a all... leftist militia. Uh, they're, an all, they're an all-female Icelandic hip-hop collective, like a feminist... Okay, so still a leftist it. militia. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> Some of their songs have been my okay. Again, get the kids out of the room before you listen to Hot Milf Summer. That's all I'm going to say, or see the video for Hot okay. Milf Summer. Um, uh-huh. I'm looking it up now. Yep, just oh, sorry. There, I'm there up the wrong Hot a few Milf minutes. Summer video. Get the oh, pets oh out of god. Room. Yep. So they they have a, a song in there, but the name that stood out to me as holy crap, what is she doing there? Marketa Irglova. Oh, from once. Yes. For real? Yes. She now lives in Iceland. With oh her family, God. she married an Icelander. She she's learned the language. She sent a song uh-huh. in in with uh, versions in Icelandic and English. So good for her for learning the language because Icelandic. You no, know, when you teased uh, that there was an Oscar winner, I was like, "What is Johan Johansson sending something in here? Mm-hmm. That'd be great." Bjork sending something. We should absolutely do that. Bjork has an Oscar. Oh, nomination. Uh, I was going to say. I don't think she's won. Yeah, but yeah. So Marketa Glova has a song in in the in the in the running this year. Oh, okay. So yeah, when I was freaking out about Laura Pausini and her Golden Globe win and her Oscar nomination, like a national finalist from Iceland has just blown that out of the water. Wow, this yeah, year we're gonna have some gravitas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eat that. What, what did she win a Golden Globe for? Once. No, what, no, what, no, no, what, no, 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 no. Uh, Laura. Uh, Sorry, go see. From. I'm trying to remember the name of the film. I think it was an Italian film. Are you trying to say uh, Yoshi? Like from yeah. Nintendo? Uh, uh, no, it was from. It was from uh, the film The Life Ahead. Uh, oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, I, I'm not very familiar with The Life Ahead, but I believe. <laughs> okay. if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think she actually went up head to head against Husevik. Oh, or for the winner of that one. Of course, they both ended up losing to the song "Fight for You" from Judas and the Black Messiah. But uh, fine, I'm Maybe all right. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's yeah. more than fine. But yeah. yes, so. But yeah, Oscar, what the crap? Goes, what are you doing? Yeah. To, like wear it on a chain around her neck at the red carpet. Well, that's going to be just, the first just, thing that I ask her if I see her. It's like where do yeah, you just keep let the ball move? Oh, this old thing. Yeah, <laughs> L- let them know who's in charge. Just right from the get go. For was sure. It, was it, I think was it Kate Winslet who says that she keeps her Oscar in the bathroom just because she knows that everyone Emma Thompson. It was Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, Emma Thompson keeps it in the bathroom so that everyone can hold it and practice their speech for the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Reason number eleven. God, I love, it. love Emma Thompson. What's that? It's the toilet roll fit on it. Ooh. No, it's like the thing you it's like the flushy thing. The handle. Push yeah, the <laughs> handle you push down on the Oscar in the toilet. You can get a custom toilet made of an Oscar. Why not? <laughs> wow. It's sitting. Anyway, uh, uh, gosh, is it even worth talking about Sweden it's no. so early? No. I mean, we could just quickly go through. Robin Bengtsson made it through to the final, as well as Cornelia Jacobs. Uh, I have to pour a quick one out for Shirley Clamp. 
who many the clamp. Sorry, who? <laughs> clamp. Yes, her name is Clamp. Uh, this is her seventh time at Melody Festival, and she got knocked out of her heat. She still hasn't won the damn thing, but good on her for continuing to try. Just pour one out for Shirley. I need to pour one out for Omar Rudberg uh, for, with the song "Moving Like That" because uh, that song was awesome and it went nowhere. I I hate it. Sweet <laughs> Sweden is doing what Norway is doing because you know how they do, and uh, not happy about it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he'll at, be back. I'm sure he'll be. Back. At the very least, we know that "Eat Your Salad" in Latvia still lives. That's true. Oh, good. Yeah, they had a really? they had a semifinal there. Yeah, that live performance was baller. It was unbelievable. Really I did not expect them to be that good live. It was unreal. And I'm watching it the whole time, thinking, "This is gonna go. How are they gonna edit this for television?" They didn't actually say. They just had it they in very, very big what, letters behind what, them. What the letters behind them? And it was so obvious. And I was like, and they also did say, uh, eating green is sexy as... Uh, yeah. They actually did say the word. I was kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, you don't have to censor it on Latvian television, I guess. No. And I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I think it might actually go. And, and oh, they're going to have to neuter it. Ugh. I know. Uh, I hate that. I do want to give a quick shout out to two other songs that I noticed from the Latvian semifinal. Uh, I'm Just a Sinner, which was the sort of uh, internet wild card that made it through. I thought that was awesome. That sort of blues rock. Uh, that, yeah, opened, that opened with a close-up of a guitarist with his hands on fire. Yeah. That was badass. Actually on fire. Yes. Yes. Fuego. Uh, also, Rich Itch, which I thought was a really imaginative staging where they focused on this character of the sort of kind of a bimbo character as she's going through her life. Uh, and they don't actually focus on the singer until sort of two thirds of the way through the song. Who's Watch the video. It's really cool. Uh, and also shout out to Aminata Savadogo, who had to perform her song from home due to illness. And yet she's still qualified. She still sounded fantastic. So more power to her. We hope she feels better and is well in time for the final. She was great. The song is really good. And uh, if Eat Your Salad doesn't win, it's probably going to be because this did. I'll pour one out here too. Beatrice Hilaire, On the Way Home. Uh, amazing song. One of my favorites of the cycle. Uh, but I understand why it didn't get through. Uh, and the reason it didn't get through is because she had absolutely no stage presence. Uh, it was uh, The performance was dull. Just... Oh. Just really dull. That's a shame. Well, you'll always the song, have the, the song is great. Yeah, yeah, you'll always have the studio version to fall back on. These songs, even mm -hmm. if they don't qualify, I keep saying it, they still exist. The artists are still making music, and it's on us to support them. So there is so much going on. We obviously can't touch on absolutely everything. Eric, yes, we can. I also no. What? Are, were you about to pour one out for tits and beans before we before we wrap up? Oh god, uh, I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, we should pour one out for tits and beans. They also got eliminated. Uh, everything that is good dies, and I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, should we wrap up for the day? We're yes, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm sure we have certainly had thoughts. I'm sure you at home have had thoughts as well. Let us know what you're thinking. What are you looking forward to over the next week or so? There's a crazy amount of stuff going on. Uh, who who are some of your favorite songs that were left by the wayside? How do you think some of the songs that this uh, that this week gave us will do in Turin? Let us know. Again, one two points USA on Facebook or Twitter. Email us directly twelve points from America at gmail.com. Find us on YouTube, Redbubble, all that good stuff. Ugh, I need to refill my tea. I'm running out of steam, you guys. Shall we? I'm, I'm, I don't blame you. 
Shall we adjourn and then meet up again this time next week? Yeah, we won't have any San Remo to watch again. What if they had a second San Remo, just by surprise? Well, we have no idea who these established artists going to the San Marino National Final are. We'll find those out soon. So for all we know, Johnny Mirandi, Elisa, and the representante de Lista getting a second And the robot. And the robot. And the robot. Especially the robot. Oh, God. Robot 2022. Anyway, until next time, folks, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I'm a Danny! <laughs> America, stop listening now. What the hell was that? No! <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the carbonara. <laughs>